First news with Keeler in the morning on WIBX and WIBX950.com. Brian Nobles from CNN standing by right now. Ryan, good morning. Hey, Bill. Good morning. How's everybody doing? Sorry well, I missed you yesterday. Very upset. Very upset over, you know, DeGrom puts on such a great performance and we can't score a, a run, a couple of runs. Come on here. You know, last night I was at, inside the chamber for the uh, president's speech and I um, had to get in there an hour before the speech took place. So there was nothing for me to really do but watch my phone. Uh, and watch this dismal uh, outing by the Mets offense. And it is, it's unbelievably frustrating how something happens with their bats. They're like frozen on their shoulders when uh, DeGrom is pitching and pitching so masterfully. I, I don't yeah. understand it. I mean, I, the guys on the broadcast at one of the games speculated that they treat DeGrom's uh, outings like playoff appearances or something, and it, it you know it's overwhelmed them that they're working too hard to get hits. Yeah, it's just uh, crazy. I, I don't know if that's a good excuse. They're yeah. professionals. These are just games. They need to score runs. I can't get. I don't understand it. Well, you you, you know you you're taking on the uh, the highest performing offense in Major League Baseball. You shut down their offense, but then you have no offense. Um, yeah. it's crazy. Uh, I mean, I you know I hate to do this. So early on in his tenure, I, I think we need to start asking questions about Francisco Lindor, especially given the uh, you know huge contract he received. I mean, I think he's been overall a net positive for the team. His attitude is terrific. He seems to be a team leader. He's terrific in the field. But man, his he, his bat has just been completely absent from this first part of the yeah. season. Wow! If he's if they're going to be a playoff contender, he's got to hit three hundred and and, and uh, contribute a lot more than he is right now. You have to understand that uh, this is exactly where I think the Mets thought he would uh, be as production-wise. It happens every time that they lure a big free agent from somebody. Yeah. I know they acquired him via trade, but whether it's Jason Bay or Roberto Alomar, Movon, right. Well, maybe he get a, you name uh, like a canary-colored uh, armband or something. That might help. Yoenis Cespedes is the only guy who bucked that trend, and yeah. they rode him all the way to the World Series. But, uh, but then... Yeah. Look what happened. Yeah, and and officially he's listed as a free agent. Somebody could sign him, but it's it's amazing to see how he went from like the greatest hitter of all time to uh, he got a leg injury and he hasn't played in four years. Yeah, I know. So falling off a horse will do that. Yeah, I guess it will. It will. What are you doing yeah. on a horse? Well, um, and, but that's the thing. <laughs> he fell off the horse while he was rehabbing another yes. leg injury, and then he broke both of his ankles. And uh, I, I, I was going to wrap. He did I, come back. If you remember, I, if I. I Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think he came back and played the first game of last year and hit a home run. Yes. And, I, and there was a thought that he would be terrific. And yeah. He played for like a week and then decided to opt out for the rest. It wasn't a walk-off, but I believe it was a game-winning home run. It yeah. was It was yeah. decided the game on opening day last yeah. year, and then he said, yeah. eh, you know what, I'm not going to do this. Him, um, yeah. Okay, Ryan, I want first of all, uh, I saw uh, John Decker is going to be on. Uh, I don't know if you get to see John at all, uh, who was formerly from Fox and now uh, with uh, Great TV. He'll be on later on in the uh, in the hour. Was also in the chambers last night. John was um, sitting right behind me, actually. Yeah. And it's funny. He just sent me a, he just sent me a picture of uh, he was sitting there. He is, and three seats down is Bernie Sanders, all bundled all bundled up. So it was uh, you know that meme that was going around. Anyway, uh, I saw a picture of his ticket. That's a pretty cool uh, a souvenir to have. Yes, I have one as well. I, I posted it on my Instagram last night, if you want yeah. to see it. Yeah. And it, so John and I both, and I don't want to spoil this from him, if he's going to tell you the story. You know, only 200 people were allowed into the chamber last night. You had to show proof of uh, uh, either that you've been fully vaccinated or that you'd had a negative COVID test in the last yeah. 48 hours. Uh, you had to go through a long line. And, you know, every single person who sat in the chamber last night had 
their names attached to a seat, a very like kind of impressive placard with a uh, congressional seal on it. Yeah. Uh, and those of us that are in the press were no different than the members of Congress, and we each had a seat, and uh, you know you had to be in the in the chamber, you know, a certain time before you had to wear a mask the entire time. Uh, it was my first time covering um, a presidential address like this, and. You know, at first I was a little disappointed given that it wasn't going to be the huge pomp and circumstance that you get from right. these normally. But, mm-hmm. you know, there was part of me that's like, this is historic. It's never been like this before. So yeah. it was neat to experience it from that perspective. Uh, yeah, really. Uh, and so your takeaway on the uh, on the speech, I said earlier, it's unbelievable how um, how the anticipation for Joe Biden is so low that that when he comes out and gives a performance like last night, everybody's like, wow, uh, so much better than I thought it was going to be. Um, yeah, I think, I think that that's a byproduct of, you know, you know, basically a year and a half of, of Donald Trump uh, yeah. suggesting that he basically couldn't put two sentences together. And also the fact that, you know, he, because of coronavirus, he just wasn't out and as visible right, during the presidential right. campaign as, as one would normally be. But I think you're right. And I also think that Democrats do a pretty good job of underestimating his uh, ability to, to present a speech like this, um, you know, there wasn't a ton of anticipation for it. Right. And, you know, I, I think it, you know, it wasn't one of the most soaring, unforgettable speeches of all time. But what Joe Biden does well is that he has, you know, a goal in mind of what he wants to accomplish and the point that he wants to make, and he does a good job delivering it. And I think the thing, that, you know, the reason that he connects the best with the American people is it comes across in an authentic, earnest way. Like, you believe that this is what he wants to accomplish. You don't think that he's trying to put one over on you. Uh, you know, it's not necessarily inspiring, but I, you know, I think one interesting thing about the first 100 days of the Biden administration is he's not looking to be inspiring. He's looking to kind of return the White House and, and uh, you know, a presidential administration back, back to the mean, make everybody, ha- to a certain extent, forget about what uh, all that, you know, chaos that happened over the last four years. And I think last night was a good example of that. I, and I do think that it is, um, I hate to say, but it's just, uh, it's, it's boring. Yeah, is... <laughs> it was boring again. Yes, yeah, exactly. It's boring. You know, I, think I, I was talking with some fellow members of the press last night, and I said, you know, the, I, I guarantee the ratings are going to come out uh, at some point today and not going to be nearly what they've been uh, in past uh, presidential State of the Union. They'll compare them to Trump speeches. They'll compare them to Obama speeches. And it's probably going to be a lot less. And, you know, it's got a lot to do with the way people are consuming media now, first of all. But it also has a lot to do with just that you know, people just aren't thinking about politics, uh, you know, as part of their daily diet of information the way they were for the past three years. They, they don't want to think about it anymore. They want to get on to other things in their lives. And I don't think that that's something that bothers Joe Biden or his administration. Yeah. They, they would prefer you to not have him be the number one thing you think about every morning. And, and and if you do think about it, and you're like, all right, he's taken care of it. I'm just going to move on with the rest of my life. Uh, President, uh, former President Trump was on uh, Fox this morning, which, again, is something that is somewhat abnormal. Normally, the presidents stay quiet. Uh, you will not be getting that from President Trump, as I think we all most uh, most of us expected. Um, but without Twitter, he's been quieter than we thought. But he was on Fox and uh, criticized the speech, saying no mention of the uh, of the border. Did that uh, surprise you? Because there's uh, there's a lot of trouble there. That's been one of the very difficult parts of this administration. Yeah, and you know, even Democrats were critical of that last night. Mark Kelly, who's uh, the senator, new senator from Arizona, but is up for reelection right away because he was filling in an unexpired term. 
Um, he uh, was said that he had hoped that uh, the president would lay out more of kind of a you know specific plan for what he wants to do along the southern border. I mean, I don't think there's any doubt that Republicans see this as their biggest opportunity to challenge Biden and his administration because they have you know unlike the the you know incredible focus on coronavirus, unlike their incredible focus on uh, you know pumping uh, money and, and and efforts into the economy. Yeah, the the border is something I don't think that they expected to be such a huge problem and crisis. Even the president calling it a crisis now, as it has been so early on in his administration. You know, I don't know if you caught this last night, Bill, but uh, you know, Colorado uh, Congresswoman Lauren Boebert, who is you know a, kind of a firebrand, she's of the Freedom Caucus, yep. Trump wing of the party. She pulled out one of those space blankets, you know, those foil blankets. That the children are wrapped in in some of these migrant detention centers, and 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 she pulled it out about halfway through the speech when Biden uh. made passing reference to immigration and, and put it over her legs. And her office told me last night that that was a protest gesture to try and 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 you know draw attention to the fact that Biden wasn't focusing on immigration enough. Yeah. So uh, you know, I do think this is a growing problem and one that his administration is going to have to put more of a focus on in the days and weeks to come. All right, interesting stuff, and interesting uh, being there uh, in person to uh, something that we've, for the last year, I mean, obviously being there in person for you is uh, is somewhat iconic uh, in your career, which is awesome, but at the same time, being anywhere in person, uh, it, it kind of feels good, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, I, you know I, I went to a lot of political rallies, Trump rallies during the, the presidential did. campaign, yeah. so I, I was still going to these kind of mass gathering events uh, they were a little uncomfortable. Uh, this right. This is the first time in a long time I've been indoors at an event that you know was designed to be uh, for a lot of people. It was still weird. You know, I think it, I, I, you know, I'm looking forward to going to a baseball game pretty soon. You know, at National Park here in Washington, yep. they, the ball, ballpark's open, but there aren't that many people there. And I get the sense it's probably similar to that. It's almost yeah. normal, yeah. but no. not quite there yet. Not just we're, right. we're on the way to normal. Yeah. All right, Ryan. Thanks, man. We'll do it again next week. Thank you. I mean, Bill, you might be the only guy in America that's got two guys that were in the chamber on your radio show. I'm today. telling you. Pretty uh, all, incredible. All in the same hour. I mean, we're loaded right here. Loaded up. <laughs> loaded right, up. Ready to go. I said hi. All, all right, right. Thanks so much. <laughs> thanks, guys.